is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Getting a booster shot might be the best way to avoid the Omicron variant. Some encouraging early data from the NIH that shows the boosters, they work pretty well. The winter COVID surge is hitting professional sports teams hard. What's going to happen to the NFL with the playoffs coming up? We start with the boosters and the variants. Dr. Gregory Poland's director of the Vaccine Research Group at the Mayo Clinic. So Dr. Fauci is apparently saying that uh, if you have a Pfizer or Moderna booster shots, Omicron isn't something to be that feared. Um, you agree? Uh, well, maybe I wouldn't put it quite that way. So these are early data. We'll see how they hold up. But if you've had two previous doses of an mRNA vaccine, the efficacy against Omicron is down around 30 to 40 percent. Get that booster and it looks like you're in the 70 to 90 percent. That's not 100 percent, but that's awfully good. And so that's the value and the reason that uh, any of us that are involved in vaccinology are trying to tell people this is important to your health and the health of your family over these holidays. Get a booster. Okay. Do you think it ends up changing the definition of fully vaccinated someday? I mean, it was two and done, but now if two is not going to cut it with this around, and if it can really outcompete Delta, then three is what you're going to need. Yeah, I think I think you're right, is that we are going to be thinking about, for people with normal immune systems, that a three-dose series is optimal. For people who are immunocompromised, it may well be four doses and possibly more. When, to be perfectly clear, when you were talking about the booster giving you that uh, 70 to 90 spread, are are you talking about uh, against infection, uh, symptomatic or otherwise, or are you talking about hospitalizations and possibly death? Yeah, we're talking about the more severe disease. So severe disease, hospitalization, death. When it comes to Omicron, if it is more mild, and we can hope that it continues to prove to be that way, do we really worry being boosted people about getting it? Or is it more of a, you know what, it's probably going to be something that you'll deal with for a few days, and then you take your 10 days out of the office, and it's unfortunate this happened to you, but you know what, you're going to come out the other side. Well, several things about that. Again, you know, we tend to think black and white like a light switch. This is a rheostat. So, the, the severity of disease is milder, but it's not zero. So there will be people who die, get hospitalized, who get long COVID and whose lives are changed by Omicron. There'll be other people who will find out they were infected by chance, but had no symptoms and everything in between. The early, early, and I want to stress that because these data are coming from South Africa, which is a very different epidemiologic context than the U.S., those early data suggest that the disease spectrum tilts more toward the mild, but uh, that could still mean more disease in the nation because the transmissibility and the number of cases will be so high. To be very, very clear, and I'll put myself out on the line here, I believe that by mid-January, we're going to have an explosion of COVID cases in the U.S. Okay, so now let's add to the mix uh, someone who's boosted, and we expect uh, that within the next few weeks, we will probably have not one, but but maybe two 
uh, antiviral pills, one courtesy of, of uh, Merck, well, not courtesy because they're going to make a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> and the other uh, Pfizer. If you put all of that together, uh, booster shots, uh, the pills that we expect to have, uh, how do you feel about the situation if indeed we are going into a January, as you and some others have said, by the way, uh, where we may see a surge of cases? Yeah, it's a great question. The, the issue will be how fast and how broadly will those antivirals be available? It will take a while uh, before they're broadly and, and easily available. Once they are, what that will have the tendency to do is scrunch more and more of the disease burden into the mild category. And we we would hope we would see far less in the way of severe disease, hospitalizations, and deaths. Dr. Gregory Poland directs the Vaccine Research Group at the Mayo Clinic. Coming up after a short break, the toughest opponent in the pro sports world is COVID. COVID is hitting pro sports hard again. The L.A. Rams now have 13 players in the NFL's COVID protocols. The Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, might be out for his team's next game as they fight for a playoff spot. Several hockey teams have been forced to cancel a week or more of games. Dozens of players and coaches tested positive. They've got to isolate. NBA getting hit, too. Dr. Zachary Binney, epidemiologist and professor of data sciences at Emory University. He's done consulting with the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, the NCAA. Uh, doctor, what do you think this is? Is it uh, close contact? Is it that these guys are getting tested a whole lot more? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's probably a combination of a couple of things. So we know that COVID doesn't spread uh, very well outdoors, but when you're on a sports team, you're not just spending time on the football field or the soccer pitch outside. You're spending time in meeting rooms, uh, in cafeterias, in weight rooms, in training rooms and medical care. And a lot of that time so far this season has been unmasked uh, if you're vaccinated. And we've seen some sporadic cases here and there, but more or less, uh, even with a lot of testing, Things had been kept under uh, pretty good control uh, until the last week or two when we've really seen a massive uh, uptick. And I think we're all still trying to figure out exactly what to make of that. I was going to ask, I mean, do we know if it's because of the waning efficacy of vaccines? Is it because they're not boosted? Is it because of the Omicron variant or all three? Fantastic question. Uh, first of all, I would encourage everyone who is eligible, which is pretty much everyone who is four or six months out from their vaccine, uh, to get boosted. Uh, I did. My entire family has. So I would recommend that uh, to anybody. I don't think what we're seeing in sports is due primarily to waning vaccine efficacy, because that would have been a little more gradual. We've seen a very sudden spike, especially in the NFL over the last week or so. Omicron is a little more plausible for that. It's still our best data is that it's still fairly rare in the U.S., but that data could be a little bit behind. And if you got even one or two Omicron cases into, say, the L.A. Rams and the Cleveland Browns, um, with what we know about Omicron's uh, transmissibility, it could have certainly spread through those organizations very quickly and resulted in a lot more Omicron cases than you might think, given 
uh, the rarity in uh, the U.S. in general. So what do these teams do past what they're already doing? I guess you can encourage boosters, right? Or you can go to these different kind of tiers and levels and they say, okay, now more masking or more distancing or you guys are, you know, you're on the list and you're not playing for a while. Um, but at a certain point, you got to start to worry in some of these where you can field your star players or, you know, the NBA's got Christmas games. and That's the big thing. If you can't get people out there, what are you going to do? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the best thing you can do certainly is be vaccinated because we know that that helps you clear the virus quicker. Even if you do get infected, it makes you less likely to get infected, but it's not a guarantee. Uh, it makes you much less likely to be hospitalized or suffer severe illness. A very, very high percentage of the people who are very sick are sick because they are unvaccinated. Okay. Uh, so certainly we want you to get vaccinated. We want you to get boosted. Um, doing this testing and identifying cases and situations quickly before they can balloon out of control is good because you can isolate the people who are sick uh, with frequent testing and then hopefully avoid mostly these situations that you're seeing, for example, um, for the Rams. Uh, the NFL has already sprung into action and put, I think, seven teams so far under what they call their enhanced protocols. So that's going back to masks indoors, more virtual meetings, moving as many things outside where it's harder to transmit the virus uh, as you can. These are all great steps that were proven last year um, when there was no Omicron variant, but there were also no vaccines to do a very good job at keeping COVID under control. So I hope uh, other leagues will take uh, similar steps springing into action when you see a small number of cases to hopefully mostly avoid uh, any huge outbreaks and huge disruptions. Though I know we've already seen some games canceled in the NBA and the NHL, the NFL playing only once per week has a little more ability to get guys back even after they test positive. Dr. Zachary Binney, epidemiologist, professor of data sciences, Emory University, has consulted for the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, the NCAA. Every single sixth grader at a school here in Southern California has been sent home for remote learning this week. It's because numerous students at Travis Ranch School in Yorba Linda tested positive for COVID and may have exposed hundreds of their classmates. Because most positive cases and their close contacts were concentrated in the one grade, district officials chose to quarantine all sixth graders. School officials also offered COVID-19 test kits to all sixth-grade families. This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.